Hi everybody and welcome to our third weekend show. How's everybody doing this week? Doing good. Outstanding. And this weekend. <laughs> Even better. Awesome. Yeah, well this is our third weekend show for April 22nd, 2017. With me as always, Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern. Hello. And Chris Salamone. Hello. That's an imitation. <laughs> that's yeah, that's spot on. <laughs> Uncanny. <laughs> yeah, so we got a Q&A show this week, right? Right. That's, a, that's, what, uh, that's what they tell me. Yeah, Chris is kind of our question master today. He's kind of compiled a really good list. I know Ben's got a couple as well. So we're just going to kind of answer some of the questions we haven't had a chance to answer on air. And I don't know, just have a good conversation. Have some fun, right? right? Let's do it. Let's bit. jump in. Awesome. Well, you go right. first then. Okay, so the first question. So this, just to remind everybody, a couple weeks back, Ben had said that if you left us a five-star review on iTunes and submitted a question, that we would answer it. So he did. We're making, we're making good on Ben's promise. and <laughs> Really we're obligated do... us to it. <laughs> yep. He, he pinned us into a corner, so here we go. Yep. No, so, yeah, and again, and you can still do that. You can leave us a five-star review. Offer write, still valid. And, write in a question, and Ben will read it. No, or I'll read it. So this one comes from Paul Z, and he says, how can novice makers create modern bench chair table legs and not drop 50 to $60 online? So I think there's a lot of ways that you can look at this. I mean, first off, we don't know exactly what tools he has. There's assumptions that we can make about what are modern legs. Right. I'm going to assume that he's, he's saying, how can somebody that doesn't have a lot of tools make, I'm going to say tapered legs, probably like long tapered right. legs. That's yeah. kind of a... A tri- or you know a very uh, common mid-century modern or modern and piece under fifty dollars and right. under fifty dollars. So yeah, or he's saying without having to buy them online, I guess. But I guess then we can just say what are some ways that you could do it on the cheap, you know, with just a few tools. So the first thing that jumps into my mind would be to use a straight edge, so that you can just kind of like you know eyeball your taper and a circular saw or a jigsaw. Either of those mm-hmm. two would work. And, yep. you know, with the jigsaw, you might have to do a little bit more sanding to get it nice and smooth, but yep. it's definitely doable. Same thing if you got, like, a table saw. You can get one of those tapering jigs. I know Rockler sells some, yep. which I've or used, you can make and it's one, yeah. really nice. But that's yep. what I was about to say is they're really, really easy to make as well. I think that's, like, about as easy of a jig as you can make. So uh, if you have a table saw, that's another really good way of doing it. And even if you do drop more than 60 bucks on the tapering jig, you can just bust out two legs and now you're down to 30 bucks right. and then you bust exactly. out four. It just keeps going down. The more you but make, the cheaper Eventually, they're paying you to make them. <laughs> I actually think it's important to differentiate between table versus bench because the challenge is, is hugely different. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do uh, bench legs. They're short, you know, maybe 18 inches at the most. Uh, table legs become more of a challenge because... Yeah. As they get longer, if somebody leans on it, there's more sort of torque and a bigger leverage arm on the sort of connection to the tabletop. So in my mind, for making table legs, the leg isn't the challenge. It's the connection detail to the top is the right. challenge. And that's what's so great about like hairpin legs is that they're steel and you just there's a bracket. So As I was just, saying, there's a lot of surface area that's, right. that's attaching to the tabletop. Right. To his point, a set of hairpin legs for a table can you know, run you like 80 to over $100, depending on sort of how well they're made, whether or not they're painted, things like that. That, that sort of challenge was one of the reasons why I designed the, the U by 4, which is a bracket which you can uh, turn any uh, 2x4 into sort of an angled leg. Now, obviously, you could just use typical L brackets and do a straight two by four leg, but dude, 
that's probably harder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not even trying. Like that's yeah. uh, that's like sweatpants and a wife beater. Like they, <laughs> you know, dress it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so for for shorter ones, yeah, you can taper two by fours. I I just did a a plywood table where the legs were all made out of tapered uh, plywood that I cut with a circular saw. Oh, um, yeah. So you can two or three layers of, of plywood and you have a pretty strong uh, a table leg. So there's lots of ways to do it. If you do have access to a welder, you can get rebar for pretty cheap and can oh, make your yeah. own table legs. That's so you could cool get idea. a, you could get like a, a flat L bracket and just like tack weld uh, three pieces of rebar to it to make your own, make your own pretty like rustic looking legs, you know, for, for very reasonably. Yeah, another kind of interesting bench leg idea was the bench that I made quite a while ago. It was a bench made out of two by fours, and where the legs met the top, I alternated the two by fours mm. to where one, it was like basically box joints almost, but made with mm-hmm. full two by fours, where one stuck past oh, yeah. the other, and they, they alternated to where it was basically a box joint. That's That's another way to do it. But I think it is like a, it's an interesting, I, I like the question because it's sort of identifying the part that like stumps people, mm-hmm. you know, cut, cutting a board to fit the top of a bench or a tabletop, not the hard part, figuring out the sort of attachment legs and then sort of structure of whether or not those legs then need to be supported with cross braces and stuff like that. Yeah. That's where it gets a little bit, a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is Ikea <laughs> makes some legs that are, that are, <laughs> that are pretty affordable, that are, yeah. that are pretty tough to beat um, in their sort of separate categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like if you get uh, like sawhorse style table legs, if you're making like a dining table or something like that. I know, oh, that the it was like a conference table or like a big table you made a long time ago, Ben. Didn't yeah. you use like yeah, metal? Yeah, I got these adjustable metal steel sawhorses. They used to sell yeah. online. I don't think they sell them anymore. They're, they're so awesome. They're like 30 or 40 bucks. They're like thick steel and they're like painted bright yellow. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Like uh, I'm glad I bought a, quite a few pairs yeah. of them because uh, I don't see them so much anymore. So I guess there's a lot of ways to do it. It's just kind of, I guess that's one way to really exercise creativity because it's one of the harder parts. Because right. when you, you do have all, a when you yeah. do have a lot of tools, it's like cool, make make legs and mortar some in and all this kind of stuff. But if you're working yeah. with a circular saw and a chop saw, it gets harder to do those kind of operations. So. Yeah, the other thing to think is maybe all four legs don't have to be the same, right? Like there's always that assumption. And making four things the same length isn't that hard. Making right. four things that are identical is where mm-hmm. it gets sort of <laughs> tricky. Yeah, that's right? why I bought legs on the desk was it was like, <laughs> cool, I could buy a lathe for not too much more than I'm spending on these legs, like a cheap Harbor Freight one, but I could probably get a good leg out of it. But making three more to match and all look the same, that was where I was kind of on the fence about either buying a lathe or just getting the legs already made. Or another solution is build a table that only has one leg. Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that, though, but like, yeah. Or it hangs from the ceiling. Yeah. There you go. A hover hover table. That's true. Lots of magnets. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, should we go to the next one? Yeah, yeah, I like it. That was a good question. Right. This one comes from NJ Fiaschetti. I'm going to assume he's a fellow Paisan. Uh, and he says, favorite material to work with. So I don't know. I mean, okay, so for me, I pretty much, 
at least to this point, only work with wood. So I'll just I'll just move that into species then. Yeah. And I'll say that walnut's probably my favorite because I think of it as like kind of the quintessential wood. Like I, I feel like if you told a five year old to color in a piece of wood, they would they would color it walnut colored. <laughs> it's just like that is wood. And um, I also think that it photographs really well. Yeah. So that's why I like it also. Um, and for me personally, so not even talking about videos, but just say if I'm building something for my house, then I don't think I necessarily have one favorite. I'll kind of do it based on where it's going to go. So I do like walnut for something like in my living room where it's kind of a lighter colored hardwood floor or in my... Um, in my family room, we have a really dark gray carpet, so I like the way that cherry looks against the dark gray. So having said all that, I would say that Play-Doh is my favorite material. Yes. <laughs> Left turn. Yep. Yeah. I zigged. So uh, I just thought of a good answer for the last one because uh, I was thinking of all my favorite materials. Yeah, so another option for really affordable table legs is EMT uh, rigid uh, metal conduit. You can oh. get like 10, 10 yeah. feet of it for like $3, $3, and you can cut it with a tube cutter. Now, you have to figure out a way to sort of connect it. Um, I've actually done a, a table where I 3D printed joints to sort of triangulate and make this like these sort of like metal uh, trestles that then sort of support the table. But mm-hmm. for just straight, easy to cut pieces of metal, it's uh, it normally has a zinc or galvanized finish, so it won't rust. Uh, I mean, if you're it outside for a long time it would but um it's lightweight it's strong and it's super cheap you could get 10 feet for yeah like three bucks so that's that's a material that's certainly fun to to work with okay um but a a great sort of uh way for experimenting with table legs now in terms of favorite materials to work with uh i know people would probably guess concrete um (laughs) concrete's not actually it's fun in terms of I think the question is what it's a different answer, whether it's a material that I think I can get great projects out of and looks good versus a material that I actually enjoy the process of cutting it and selecting it. Yeah. I like concrete intellectually, but not emotionally. (laughs) I like that it's really affordable and that it's ubiquitous. I like that people in other, uh, in 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 different areas of the world have access to that, even if they don't have access to sort of, uh, uh, wood in the same way um but actually working with concrete is really messy there's the time lag of waiting for it to cure which which can be sort of uh, annoying so those things aren't actually enjoyable but i like that i can get it sort of cheaply and produce sort of permanent things with it i like i like the sort of material the performance of it yeah in terms of actually enjoying working with plywood by far yeah uh yeah i love that i can get it's uniform it's always the same there's so many different options to it. And I think I can make just about anything out of it. It's also really strong. Uh, it has two different aesthetics to it, whether you use the, the, the sort of layered end grain versus the big uh, planar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just such a, a, a cool material. You can use it for digital fabrication, traditional fabrication, and you can make structural components out of it as well. Yeah. I know I was kind of half... Uh, surprised Chris didn't go with plywood because I know how much you love I walnut. Love it. I know you love that walnut ply, man. But no, I'd, I'm going to have enough. to just go with normal just lumber as well. Hardwoods. I'm still on a hardwood kick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you gave me my choice, gun to the head, hardwood or plywood, I would I would very quickly just say shoot me in the head. No, I would very quickly <laughs> choose the plywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I love well, plywood. I, and it does. I don't know if it does. Does it have a negative connotation to it? Like the I word think it, plywood. I think it did more than it does now. I don't think it's it's a changing. Bit, yeah, that's what I would about. That's what I would say. Yeah, is that it's changing. How, how do you think of? Are you guys thinking of this as more of like an outcome thing of how you want the project to look? Uh, because like the the thing I always think with like hardwoods, why I don't like working on it, it makes me slower because I'm more yeah. careful. Yeah, and I don't. That's true. I'm not as cr- I don't take as much design risk when I'm working in hardwoods. Right. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's there's that factor. There's the fact that it needs less preparation. There's the fact that there's just more of it. Usually, if it's plywood, it's already evenly dimensioned. So there's like so many advantages to plywood. And it it's funny. I'll actually get comments on my videos where like you know, say the bad Larry or something like like that. That's a high end piece, but the case is still made out of plywood. And people will be like, "Why'd you use plywood? Why didn't you use hardwood?" And I almost think of that as like a waste of hardwood to right. use. I mean, just in terms of time, but also the material, if you think, I mean, I don't know if it's a scarce resource or not, but when you just think of how much more of that material you're using to make it out of all solid hardwood compared to plywood, right. mm-hmm. right. and, and you're introducing a lot of movement variables and other things where it's not even necessarily a better piece. Yeah. yeah that's what I like, go for. It. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's kind of like cooking, right? Like, if I had steak and I had hamburger... The steak I'm probably not going to experiment as much with because I'm right. going to respect the sort of materiality and I'm probably going to do less to it. That's true. Whereas yeah. the hamburger is not as good of a product. It's not as high quality, but the ground or the ground beef rather, but I'm going to be more experimental. So at the end, the meal that I'll serve, if I cook steak, it probably will be a, a better meal. But <laughs> if it's with ground beef, it's probably I'm probably going to improvise and try a lot yeah. more weird shit. With, and with yeah. it. and uh, thus was born hamburger ice cream. Oh, oh god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the other thing. It's like I would say that if you find yourself in sort of a creative rut where you're having a little bit of designer's block or you can't do it, maybe go cheaper materials. But if you really have the ideal that the idea locked down. And you want to see just the perfect version of executed, then go more sort of high end with it. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the next question. I think, Ben, you have this one. Yes. So uh, this okay. is, uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but they emailed it to me. I think it was stolen from, not stolen. <laughs> we talked about that <laughs> in our last podcast. Uh, I, I think know. it's a question that was inspired by the Tim Ferriss podcast, which is uh, a pretty awesome podcast, especially for entrepreneurs or people sort of trying to figure out a unconventional but very efficient and productive lifestyle. Definitely check out the, the Tim Ferriss podcast. They asked, uh, what was your favorite sort of tool or accessory that you bought recently that was under $20? Um, so, Mike, why don't you go first? Flush trim saw from Harbor Freight. Flush trim saw. Yeah, that's like my best Harbor Freight buy ever. Um, Is it like a flush trim bit for a router or it's a whole saw no it's like a little japanese it's like a pole bendy saw. saw right yeah it's oh, like yeah, a bendy yeah, yeah. saw that like uh i use it to like cut dowels with flush yeah. to a tabletop or stuff like that it's like five or eight bucks and it's those it's things are, it's a pull, cuts on the pole stroke yep you awesome. know what i i have one of those and i should get like 10 of them 
because <laughs> I've had mine for like a couple of years and it's not that good anymore. Yeah. They, they, I should just get those and have them be disposable. Right. Right. You you would trade out your like circular saw blades or your table saw blades, right? And know that you just have to dispose of them sometimes. But for some reason, when it has a handle on it, it feels like its own <laughs> unit. Yeah. Like you're, it's yeah, it's harder to get rid of those things even when they've had yeah. their. So I can their still day. use it. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I think they do make those ones. I've seen plastic ones. I think. Mine might be actually. I gotta go look at it. I think it has a little plastic clip that you can pull the blade out. Oh wow! There you go. So maybe I'll, I'm gonna look into that. I'll see what brand it is and see if I can <laughs> definitely get some more though. That's a huge recommendation. Is check out like sort of yeah flexible pull saws. Sometimes they're called Japanese saws. Sometimes they're called what is it flush trim? Yeah, flush trim. Yeah, same stuff. Yeah, it's all this. Yeah, the ones the some of the Japanese pull saws. I don't. Some of them, the blades stick out a tiny bit past the actual body yeah. of the saw. These are just mm-hmm. to where it won't mar up the surface you're riding it against. Cutting that plywood. Yep. Yeah, those I, I highly recommend those as well. And nice. it's one of those things, too, where just like we were talking about before, how you can get sort of too used to digital fabrication and forget that there's really good sort of handheld power tools that can do a job pretty quickly like a jigsaw yep uh same thing's true with like hand powered or hand non-powered tools right yeah so used to cutting everything with some sort of motorized saw for for things that are relatively smaller and, and quicker uh some of the the handheld tools like chisels and things like that uh jimmy duress's in in their podcast always sort of reminds me to use a chisel more um, yeah because you can do a lot with a sharp chisel and conversely with a a nice fresh five dollar Harbor Freight Pulse Off. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. I'll go next. So okay. I actually, I, I wrote down three tools that I like. Um, I think one of them might be slightly more than $20, but the first one is free. So that offsets it. And that's SketchUp or any design software that you mm-hmm. like, because I think that's a really important tool in my workflow. So if for anybody who's not at least experimenting with, with different ways of designing things, it's worth checking out. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you, but it's worth checking out to see if it triggers anything or maybe changes the way that you think about things. The next one's slightly over $20, and it's something that I get a ton of questions about, and people always see me using it in the videos, and it's called an INCRA T-Rule. Yeah. It's the little red metal T-Rule thing that I use to They're under measure. 20 bucks. There, I think it's like 20 Well, there's a few different yeah. sizes of it. The one that I have is like 24 bucks, maybe. Yeah, that's cool. But if anybody wants that, click through one of my videos because I have an affiliate link to it. So. <laughs> Cha-ching! Yeah. Um, and then the other one, this one's also well less than $20, especially if you looked at it per unit. And that's get a, like, a nice box of like 20 good mechanical pencils and just keep those scattered all over your shop. Because yeah, I need to if you that. watch my videos, you know I'm, like a, I'm a big proponent of like really marking things out and drawing on my work pieces and kind of planning things out and figuring out how I'm going to cut it exactly by drawing on pieces. So I have those things just like littered in my, in my uh, shop. And yeah. I, I'd encourage everybody pencils to do Pencils and same. tape measures. Just yeah, get mechanical them everywhere. pencils for that, for that <laughs> precision. When, when I was in architecture school and we would build sort of really precise models with X-Acto blades and stuff like that and basswood, mechanical pencils were always handy because uh, a traditional pencil, sometimes it can leave the mark sort of whether you just sharpened it or it's kind of dulled and you're using kind of putting it against a ruler the actual width of the lead can kind of push it out too too much and you get inconsistent sort of markings that could be at least a 32nd or a 16th off Um, yeah you gotta get those 0.02 millimeter or whatever they are (laughs) 
Excellent. Yeah, yeah I definitely had, had my eye on on that that sort of ruler thing that uh, Chris was using. Yeah, I know. I didn't know they out. were as cheap as as you're saying. So I'm definitely gonna check them out. Have you guys ever used those really long nosed like markers or sharpies, whatever they are? They're just those really. They got those really long stems on them, and they're really thin. Have you seen oh, those? Oh yeah. Oh my my sister just got one of those. Oh okay. Uh, I'm not sure she, what she just it got is. this special. I think some sort of European style pencil that's just like really cool it's meant for that uh yeah what well, you know let's put together like a list of all these things okay. and figure out some way to post it on the website because i think this would actually be like a really good sort of rundown okay because i also mm-hmm. think uh around like holiday times this would be a great gift guide for like uh quick affordable sort of things okay and chris can keep reaping that affiliate money <laughs> i'm retiring yeah it'll be a modern maker podcast.com slash 20 dollar tools yeah there we go and it'll just be a picture of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Of Mark. <laughs> That's salty. Sick burn, bro. I know. Um, Savage. Wait, was that? did you get all three in, Chris? I did. Yeah. I got awesome. SketchUp, so, T-Rule, Mechanical Pencils. I like it. All sort of things related to precision you, and measuring. You know something else I bought that was, sorry, I'm just going on, was... No, go for I it. bought a really cheap block plane. And oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. And I saw I'm, you using that, too. Granted, if I got like a Veritas or a Lee Nilsson, which I've never even like seen in person, but I'm sure if I got one, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm never touching that one again. But for the sake of not having other things to compare it to, um, like on the my most recent project, I used it to flush the edge banding to the yeah. to to the plywood, mm. and it worked great. Um, I just came back with a razor blade and kind of cleaned everything up. And that's another thing is cheap tools are awesome to get you like into something, even if it's right. It- Gonna be an expensive tool. Sometimes you you end up babying yeah. them too much. Mm-hmm. You, you you treat them as so precious, you're afraid to sort of dull them. Yeah, or not use them at all. Look at my camera yeah. from the last episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So I mean, there's there's the things that are joys to use, and there's the things that you're like you're the sort of beater tools where you, you know because you don't treat them as precious, you're just more likely to to, to go after it. Yeah. My last one. I'm sorry. This, pa- no, no, this, this, this this page is getting long, but uh, the set of Harbor Freight chisels, you can get a set yeah, of those, yeah. and those are just great to have around and just not worry if you have to bang on them a little bit or like use them as a pry bar. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you can either learn how to sharpen them or just use them for opening paint cans. Exactly, yeah, and you're not, it's just, you're not going to worry about a $10 set of chisels, so that's a good way to get into using chisels. Yeah, I have like a set that I use as sort of scrapers mm-hmm. and sort of like, you know, a putty knife is good for some things, but sometimes you want that sort of more finer point for really getting underneath something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you don't want to use like a nice, sharp, you know, perfect uh, chisel that you just use for like, you know, woodworking. So I have some some retired chisels that I sort of keep around that I can just sort of uh, be rough yeah, on. They get demoted. <laughs> All awesome. right, so for me, the first one is a pretty obvious one, but... Uh, it's more of a, I think, a framing tool than a woodworking tool, and that's just a triangular speed square. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the accessory that I use the most. The only thing I don't like about it is when I drop it, it just it, the noise is so loud and jarring. It just you got to get a plastic just, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got the uh, aluminum. They're from Home Depot. I think they're they're like under ten bucks or something yeah. like that. They're pretty cheap. And um, you know what? They actually are kind of good for some like. Not, I wouldn't call it precision, but it gets you really in the ballpark. And I've had a question about this when I'm making a bevel cut on a big piece of like plywood or something. Mm. And, you know, you don't know exactly where the blade's going to hit it. Yeah. So something I always do is I like to mark out the length 
and then use that 45 degree to mark approximately where the blade is going to touch it. And then you can mm. line that mark up mm. to the blade. Okay. Whereas like you can't eyeball it. So that's like a, I don't know. Yeah. I tried to explain it one time to a guy and it was yeah. hard to explain. So I just said, watch a video at this part. And this is what I do. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. And I always hold one. Like if I'm, if I'm cross cutting like a two by four and mm-hmm. I want the cut to be straight, but I'm like in the field or outside or I don't have access to a miter saw, which would give me a more accurate right angle cut. I'll just hold the speed square to the two by four uh, and then just use my circular saw following the the speed square as a guide. Yeah. And you'll see me do it in a, in a ton of videos. And it's, yeah, for, for the price versus how much I use it, it's like a great thing. They're indestructible pretty much. Um, you know, they'll, they'll last you forever. They're really thick aluminum, at least the ones I have. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Definitely check that out if you're doing my sort of style of building with a lot of construction materials. Uh the other ones that I, I didn't use before, um, but I've just got a big bucket of them and they're really handy to have around are uh, just those like alligator clamps. Mm-hmm. Just the little like, you know, like the little pincher clamps where you squeeze one end and it opens oh, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. then they instantly clamp. Having those around, like uh, if, if I'm working like outside and so I'm, I, I can't just walk in and, and grab something from the toolbox, I'll put them a couple in my pockets uh, or in I, sort of like a bag that I have with me. And they just come in handy for so many different things. Um, I, I've used them for, I had extra sanding pads, you know, sanding outside. And just to keep like the sanding disc from, the extra sanding disc from blowing away that <laughs> yeah. I hadn't switched yet, I just like clamped them to the work surface. There you go. Or, you know, for glue ups, there are anything that are less than like three layers of plywood, less than sort of two, uh, two and a quarter inches. They are just so quick for quickly holding things in place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you, I've even used them for holding up, uh, I want to control dust. So I just had a whole bunch of these clamps and I hung up some drop cloths and I just clamped the drop cloths to different, you know, pieces of wood and stuff around yeah. and quickly built like a tented structure to control the dust in like one area. Ah. So yeah. they don't take up much room. They're lightweight. They're cheap. I think you can get them for like two or three bucks each. Uh, I have like 20 of them now and it, it comes in handy all the time. There you go. Yeah, they're also really handy for, I mean, like you were kind of saying, just being an extra set of hands. So I use them sometimes to kind of pre-clamp things. So say I'm trying to put something that's kind of unwieldy Mm. on the table of the drill press or something like that. And I know I don't want it to be on there necessarily supporting the piece while I'm cutting it. I don't trust it, but I'll put it on there and just clamp it so that then I can go get a bigger clamp and, you know, have both of my hands to attach it with that. And then the, the last one would be a long eight foot dedicated straight edge right Mm. so it could be a piece of aluminum uh i have a a trim board it's like a it's like a it's some sort of like fiber i think it's like a mdf painted trim board it's white it's like five and a half inches by three quarters and it's like really straight um Mm. and that's what i just clamp to do all my rip cuts now for for uh, sheets of plywood and stuff like that Yeah. yeah um track saws and stuff like that are nice but the setup, if I can just use two of those alligator clips and just a straight piece of wood to, to match up along marks, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather almost just do that. Yeah. Then take out the track saw, set it up, and, and do that. Yeah, what was, the, um, what was the most recent project where you did that with your straight edge? You used those little alligator clamps with. You didn't have yeah, the, yeah. your straight edge didn't move at all with that? No. No, I was no, worried about the, it when I was watching. but I mean, if I, if I really leaned into it, it would. Yeah. Um, okay. But I find if I'm doing that too, then then that's not enough. <laughs> Something's that's going. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I did it for all the pl- all the cuts I did for. The it was the table. table yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. 
for that plywood table, which need to be pretty pretty systematic and pretty regular, uh, I did with just two alligator clips and uh, you know this trim board straight edge. Yeah, that's cool to um, see. I used to always just use a piece of the project I was working on, but then I was always looking for one, and then I couldn't <laughs> remember which one was the factory edge. Yep. <laughs> and, no, ha- having one that's just sort of dedicated, doesn't take up much room, that's cheap, uh, is, 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 is a really nice thing to have. So clamps and measuring and sort of straightening out things are, uh, makes everything a little bit go a little bit smoother. Yeah. Crit, or, but no, I actually think that would be great, really helpful to sort of put together a list of these things. Yeah, and, I'll do that. I'll do that. We'll have it. Uh, we'll have it linked in the show notes for this as well. But it'll be modernmakerpodcast.com slash twenty dollar tools. Sweet, cool. Awesome. The ultimate cheap gift guide. <laughs> yep. yep. All right, Ben. You had a like a user submitted question, didn't you? No, this was it. That was, that it? was it. Oh well, dang! I'll cut that out. Make <laughs> well, me let's look do it dumb. again. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot you asked it. Okay, Chris, did you have any more? Or was that it? That's it. That's it. Okay, We're good cool. to go. That's that's it. It's Sunday night, buddy. It's time to go back to the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, since this is the weekend show, I thought uh, we'd introduce a new way to sort of wrap this up and sort of talk about what we're going to do this weekend. So. As the instigator of this segment, uh, I'll go first. And my plan, if weather permits, is to uh, start carving up this giant steel I-beam. So yeah. I'm going to go get a metric shit ton of grinding wheels, because <laughs> I don't have a torch, yeah. and start carving this thing up. And I also nice. have to get one of those. What are those like pens that they use for marking on steel? T- it's like is a it white, the white like ones? A grease pencil. A grease pen, yeah. Isn't it a, a grease, grease pen? pen? Yeah, I got to get one of those too. Uh, so I'm going to trace out the design on the steel and start start grinding away. And, oh, I got awesome new safety gear. Uh, y- you listeners won't be able to see it, but uh, have you ever seen Westworld? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the safety gear from Westworld. Nice. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll post a, a link to it on my uh, uh, Instagram story or something like that. That's good um, podcasting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll be uh, grinding and cutting steel, making lots of sparks, and also uh, flying the new drone that I got. I saw oh, that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. So yeah, I got the the Phantom Four Pro. Yep. Uh, it's it's we're living in the future, man. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> I know. It's like it's complicated and it's not cheap, uh, but for what it can do and like the the video quality is really amazing. Yeah. Um, but just to be able to like sit there with this like little device and just fly this thing everywhere and like take videos, it's it's insane. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was part of the the accurate deal. Yeah. Um, is I'm going to sort of use that to take footage of the car and sort of like remote location. So I want to get a little bit better at sort of flying this thing before I head out into the the woods and start using it to, to create new sort of shots. Uh, but one of the things I actually thought that was, that was awesome is you can like program it to keep going up in the same place and then like do like a time lapse from like an overhead view. Yeah. So oh, if I cool. ever do like, like a greenhouse project, like you did Mike or something like bigger like that, it'd be pretty awesome to have like Get a the time aerial, lapse, time aerial lapse. Yeah. kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So for me this weekend, I, just like Ben, I will also be grinding only in the clubs. Uh, <laughs> I was scared no, of where that one was be, going. <laughs> I'll be doing something kind of the opposite of that, actually. So my wife works for a domestic violence shelter. So on Saturday morning, they have their annual 5K walk. So 
I'll be doing a 5K walk in, go. it's supposed to be 95 degrees this Ooh. weekend. <laughs> Southern California for you. Yeah. Though I think it'll be early enough. I should be done by the time it gets into the 90s. We'll see. But yeah, got that. Then I'll probably, probably on Sunday, I'll get to pick back up on the two by four, two two by four challenge and finish that off. And other than that, that's that's really all I got. Are you gonna be posting weekend. teasers on Instagram, or are you gonna keep it pretty much hidden uh, until the big YouTube? I'll keep it hidden until the first. Yeah. People still We've already said it, it's a no. bench, but yeah. <laughs> post yeah. post the amount that's like left over. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll post. Here's the <laughs> that's, that's like a separate of winner whoever has challenge. the least amount of wood left. No, but what, then what, I'm just uh, not gonna post anything. Are you using other other things other than the two by fours? Like, I mean, glue. No. Fasteners, uh, yeah. like what are you thinking? Glue, everything's glued together. There's no, there's no mechanical fasteners in right it. Right on. Um, and then I'm thinking about painting a portion of it just for design purposes. But yeah, it's just glue and, and two by four. Yeah, that's awesome. This weekend I am going to be building walls in the new shop. I'm in the process Ooh. of moving into the new shop. I got to put up some walls and then take all the lights from my shop and then put them in the new one. Um, so that's kind of the weekend plan. Nothing too exciting. Saturday, today, is record store day. So if you got a record shop local and you like records, go buy some records because oh, they'll be cheap. There's going to be a lot of new releases. I went uh, on Monday and I went to my local shop and I scoped out what I want to buy. So when I get there, hopefully I can make like my beelines to the few places I want to go. And then uh, nice. that's about it. Yeah. So you're doing more like sort of general sort of shop upgrades and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you normally have like a set schedule, Mike? Like weekends you do this, weekdays you do that. No, or I just just whatever. Just go with whatever I'm feeling at the time. <laughs> yeah, I always try to like leave weekends over and for like project builds, really? and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though I mean I pretty much do this every day, it's just I feel like I don't get as many emails and stuff on weekends. Yeah, that is the good thing about weekends is people aren't trying to get a hold of you. Because it always seems like it always takes me like two hours to get out of the door to actually do anything during the week. Because I've got to either have a call with somebody or answer a few emails or something like that. So weekends are usually pretty productive. It's where you get that sort of block of like six to eight hours where you can just sink your teeth into a a project and and get after it. Exactly, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Well, if anyone's got some cool weekend plans, hashtag... You can't you can't hashtag weekend plans, but give it yeah. let, modern hashtag maker the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> tag us in some. <laughs> yeah, ta- if you're building something cool this weekend, tag us in it. We'd love to see it. Who knows? Maybe we'll repost it if it's especially exciting. So yeah, thank you guys for watching. I'm assuming if you're listening, you're already subscribed. So we appreciate you doing that. We appreciate you coming to hang out every week, every weekend with us. And uh, oh. And send us your ideas for what sort of under $20 tools and accessories you find really helpful. Yeah. I think this is actually like a great list that would be useful for a lot of people. So uh, let's just keep adding to it and come up with a really awesome collection of affordable things that make life easier. That is a really good idea. Yeah, definitely do that. Also, give us a review if you haven't and give us some questions and hypotheticals if you got any. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Later.